and welcome to On the Road to SummerSlam. I'm Christy, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, David. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, surprise, it's our one year anniversary. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! Pancakes for everybody. Woo! <laughs> But seriously, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we like to talk about WWE pay-per-views and their fallouts on Raw and SmackDown. And of course, this one was the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. Yeah, well, (laughs) not much happened at this party, but yeah, nothing unexpected anyway. Yeah, I know last year was my first SummerSlam to watch, but I feel like it was also slightly better yeah at least personally i don't know it probably was so like our past couple of podcasts i'll just quickly go through all the matches who won and then we'll just talk about our opinions what we liked what we didn't like the highlights highlights lowlights <laughs> yeah. everything in between not everything in between well, we don't have like... forever <laughs> no so starting off with the kickoff there were were quite a few impromptu matches yeah. on the kickoff show, which we'll get to later about what impromptu matches. <laughs> Spoilers. But anyways, so the first match was the Cruiserweight Championship match between Oni Lorcan and Drew Gulak. And I don't really know who Oni Lorcan is. No. Again, don't really watch the... 205 Live that much, unfortunately. No. But even then, I have not heard <laughs> that guy. Like, we were we were at a 205 Live taping two weeks prior to SummerSlam, and yeah. I don't think this guy was mentioned there. Nope. So, that was interesting. But Drew Gulak won and retained that title. And next match after that was Apollo Crews versus Buddy Murphy. Which this was definitely, I feel like, an impromptu match. I don't remember this ever being mentioned yeah, beforehand. No. And unfortunately for the two wrestlers, because they're both really talented individuals, mm-hmm. this was mostly just to move along storyline with the Roman Reigns attack stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because Rowan interrupts the match attacking Buddy Murphy mm-hmm. and saying, keep my name out of your mouth because... Apparently, Buddy Murphy said that Rowan was the one attacking Roman, if you've been keeping up with all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess Buddy Murphy technically won, because he got technically, attacked. Technically, yeah. Yeah. So, poor Apollo Crews didn't get to win. No. And then, there was an Elias performance during the kickoff show, and that was interrupted by Edge. Yeah. Quick spear, and then he left. <laughs> Yeah. But apparently Edge is Canadian. Did not realize that. Yeah. No, no, didn't didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's technically counts as a match. Anytime somebody beats up Elias, I count that as a match. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the women's tag team championship match between the very recently crowned Alexa <laughs> Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the former champions, the Iconics, because they had an amazing match. On Raw the week prior to SummerSlam, yeah. a four-way a fatal t- four-way, yeah, title match between Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Fire and Desire, Ugh. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, the Kabuki Warriors, mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane and Asuka, and then 
who were then the current champions, the Iconics. And that was an amazing match. That should have been the SummerSlam match. Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't. It was so good. So good. It was such a good match. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is this not at SummerSlam? We're finally getting a proper title match for the women's titles, and it's amazing, and it's not on the pay-per-view. Nope. Why? So, of course, I was upset that the Iconics lost. Yeah, of course. But then they got a rematch at SummerSlam on the kickoff show, which was that was only announced that day. <laughs> yeah, earlier in the day. And unfortunately, they weren't able to win back their titles. No. Nope. So that was a bummer, because I love the Iconics. They're so fun. Yeah. They're iconic. They're iconic. But, yeah, Alexa and Nikki won and retained their titles, so they got to keep them more than a week. Yeah. And then moving on to the actual pay-per-view, another women's match for the Raw Women's Championship. It was a submission match between Mm -hmm. Natalia and Becky Lynch. Yeah. And Becky Lynch somehow managed to make Natalia tap so Becky yeah. won and retained and then the match after that was Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg <laughs> yeah. and thankfully that was slightly longer than his match at Extreme Rules versus Kevin Owens <laughs> yeah a little bit but he got I lost count of the spears <laughs> Yeah. and of course Goldberg's not going to lose to Dolph Ziggler, so Goldberg won. Of course. And then we had the United States Championship match between AJ Styles and his good brothers on the sidelines versus Ricochet. And fortunately, unfortunately, mixed emotions on that because I like both of those wrestlers. Yeah. AJ Styles won and retained that ti- his title. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Ember Moon versus Bayley and. Bailey won and retained. If you haven't noticed, there's a pattern going on about champions winning and retaining at this pay-per-view. <laughs> yep. Then we got to the grudge match between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Yeah. Kevin Owens lost. He would have to quit. Was it quit or be fired? I think it was just quit. It was quit. Which is quit. basically yeah. being fired. So, I don't know. Thankfully, Kevin Owens won, so we didn't have to quit. No. And then we got to Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus, and mm-hmm. the true queen of all eras won. <laughs> Charlotte Flair won that. Yes, she did. And then we got to the WWE Championship match between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston, and that ended in a count-out, correct? A double count-out? Yes. So nobody technically won, but because it was just a standard championship match, Kofi retained. Mm-hmm. Because there was no pinfall or submission. No. And then we get to the highlight of the evening. I'm editorializing. Uh, (laughs) The return of Bray Wyatt, now known as The Fiend, versus Finn Balor. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, it's Bray Wyatt's first match back. So, of course, he won. Yeah. And then the final match of the evening. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. And... Again, surprise, surprise, Seth Rollins won. Yeah. The only title change the entire night. The only one. Yeah. The most obvious one, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not really any surprises. No. It was... Not, yeah. Not terribly exciting. Pretty straight. Just, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this pay-per-view. Yeah. Because the <laughs> matches themselves and the wrestling were so good. Mm-hmm. They were amazing matches, but then the outcomes and the ends were so anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, especially that first match with Becky and Natalia. Mm-hmm. Like, Natalia was doing the sharpshooter on the turnbuckles. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And then she just, like, weakly taps out to an arm bar? Right. Like, that's the most absurd she's thing. far superior. When... Excuse me, not an arm bar. The disarm her. Right. The disarm her. Let me get it right. This... Like, that would lose to Natalia's superior sharpshooter. Like, no way. No. No. No, no it's... Not no. in a million years. No, that's just not believable when it comes if they're doing a submission match and they're just doing their own. Well, I mean, obviously at one point they did each other's submissions, right. but still, like, there's how many other submissions that they could choose from? Yeah. And they only did the disarm her and the sharpshooter and the disarm her one. Right. Like, if you're gonna, if you want to have, so I love Becky. Well, I loved Becky. Um, uh, she can lose now. It'd be okay. Yeah. Because, I don't know. She's just part of the system now. She's no fun. No. Especially when they do that weird thing with her and Seth. It's just, yeah. I'm glad they cooled down on that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the probably because they realize fans not... They like her. They don't... Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And if you want to have her keep the title, you just have, have her submit Natalia to, with the sharpshooter, like... That at least made it somewhat interesting. She and uses her movie. Way more abar- embarrassing. Right, exactly. In Natalia's home country. Like, also that, like, it's Canada. They didn't let Natalia win in Canada. Right. Like, that's crazy. I guess they'll have to go to Ireland so Natalia can beat Becky in Ireland, I guess. I, guess so. I don't know. They should need to go ahead. Because, I mean, she's, like, right at the edge. Just let Becky go full heel. Like, let her... That full turn. Well, except she's backtracking now. She's like... She's not, like, as intense and in your face. I don't know. It's, like, weird. I don't know. They're getting weird with her character portrayal. Yeah. It's getting slightly confusing. Well, to that, I'd say, well, welcome to WWE right now. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's, like, all of them. True. Except I would say, well, I guess we're not a little bit later, AJ and his club. No, they're, yeah, they're, is, they're going full into yeah. it now, which is fine. Oh, yeah. They know who they are. Yeah, baby. Good brothers. Yep. Bunch of good brothers. Which, can you... Could they stop doing Bullet Club teases before (laughs) Finn Balor goes on a break? Right. Like, please, don't do that to me. Right. Like, oh, just say when and we'll be there. It's like, when, 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 right now, I'll say it for him. (laughs) When. Do it. Don't do that to me before he goes on a undisclosed length break please no don't do that to me no because everybody wants it yeah we've been wanting it ever since all four of them got there yeah pretty much so poop wwe for that poop that because i was like during the kickoff show they did that yeah so mad sorry (laughs) tangent (laughs) no it's good Oh, I guess they, this doesn't have anything to do with the matches, but they did do fun stuff with the 24-7 championship, like, all throughout the night. <laughs> yeah. 
like during the kickoff show at one point Drake Maverick interrupts Jerry Lawler and the rest of the commentary team like looking for our truth and then like the camera zooms out and there's like our truth and Carmella like sitting in front of the desk eating popcorn <laughs> and snacks yeah and then like they find them and I don't know just it's funny so I just love the 24-7 championship again that's probably the only thing really keeping me watching at this point is what antics will they get up to next yeah Pretty much. Ooh, I did love Alexa Bliss's ring gear, though. It was Buzz Lightyear themed. That was super fun. But I think she's a big Disney fan, so that makes sense that she yeah. do Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And Nikki Cross got new ring gear for SummerSlam. It wasn't too different than her usual. It just had green details instead of blue. So she matched Alexa a bit more. Mm-hmm. And that was a good match. I will say that. It wasn't a super long match, but I did enjoy it. Again, love Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Love them. Oh, yeah. I think Billy Kay was wearing her Maleficent horns from <laughs> uh, WrestleMania this year. Oh, yeah. She definitely was. And, you know, Peyton Royce throwing a tantrum at one point. <laughs> yeah. Which, of course, Alexa took advantage of. Because yeah. that's usually, like, what Alexa does, isn't it? Throw yeah. a tantrum at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not to. usually, but every now and then she does. Used to. She would do that quite a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. But not anymore, really. Ooh, my favorite sign of the night, though, was probably Lacey's number one nasty. It's like, ew, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but yeah, that one, de- that sign definitely caught my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Which, haven't seen her in a while. Hopefully no. she'll come back around to yeah. TV. I know she's obviously at the live shows and stuff, but yeah. hopefully they let her back on TV. I miss her. She was she's a good heel. Mm-hmm. And the whole Dolph Ziggler Goldberg thing. I don't know what's going on there. Dolph Ziggler keeps like he's like a glutton for punishment because he did the like same similar thing Monday night on Raw. But like, <sighs> like to Goldberg saying like that was like getting hit by a baby. It's <laughs> like mm-hmm. excuse you. That was one of the most intense spears I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Ziggler was getting whipped around by those spears. Yeah. Like, turned inside out. Oh, it was super funny, though. At one point, he's like, I will never be defeated. I will never lay down as he's laying down on the mat. He's saying that. <laughs> right. It's like, well, do you even know where you are? Right. You're literally laying down right now. After being defeated. <laughs> After being defeated, yeah. So, I was like, okay. I, I, I enjoy Dolph Ziggler, too. He's, a, he's also a very good heel. Yeah. Oh, again, another funny part. A new day they're backstage like trying to get Kofi all pumped up mm-hmm. and they're like hey you know we're in Canada we got you Drake and then and comes Drake Maverick and it's like <laughs> oh no don't do this no. <laughs> but they did so. they did <laughs> and he's like okay I did this you said you'd help me get our truth <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was super funny mm-hmm he was just like, Drake Maverick was just like throughout the whole night because then during the entrances for the United States championship match, they like, I do like the announcing the foreign commentary teams and mm-hmm. R Truth and Carmella are like hiding in there, mm-hmm. dressed up and stuff. And then, you know, Drake Maverick like comes around down the line looking for them and like, you know, they do a little disappearance thing and yeah. Just, again, just funny stuff. Yeah. Just good slapstick humor. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I appreciate that type of stuff. 
Yeah, me too. Oh, and thankfully, Ricochet finally got some new pay-per-view ring gear. He was doing a Nightwing gear thing, which I liked a lot. That was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Much more suited to his ring style. Oh, yeah, for sure. No capes. No capes. (laughs) No capes and no floppy wings, please. Yes. So, much better. But, oh, that was such a good match, though. That United States Championship match was so good. All I could think while watching was, this is how you wrestle. This is wrestling. Like, yes. This is how you do it. Oh, yes. Very good. Just, yeah. Those two, very good in-ring chemistry together. They worked each other's strengths. Yeah. But, unfortunately, they attacked Ricochet after the match. Even though AJ already won, so I don't know why they had to beat him up even more right some mean good brothers yeah and i love it i know <laughs> it's like ugh. i love every second i know it's like they're being poopoos but i love it yes oh and that ember moon versus bailey match that was also really good like uh-huh. ember moon was doing stuff i've never seen her do yeah she was so good which made me so upset that she didn't win yeah because she brought it Mm-hmm. She brought it to that match, and she should have won. Yeah, they should let her have it. So, I was upset about that. Yeah, because Bailey just won with a Bailey to belly from the top rope, which is, I mean, I guess is a little extra than her normal Bailey to belly. Yeah, but still, it's like it's no eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> no, like sorry, <laughs> sorry Bailey, but it's no eclipse. No, it's not. So it's like. Ember should have won. Yeah, she should have. So, yeah. That's why that match was disappointing, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was clearly the better wrestler in that match. Yes. Ugh, and the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match. How many times are they having this match? Because this isn't the first time they've had this match where Kevin Owens has to quit or gets fired or something. Yeah. I guess other times it's also involves Sami Zayn, but... Yeah. Well, I know one time it wasn't part of the match. Just after a match, he said I quit. Oh, okay. But, man, Kevin Owens got a huge pop. Huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think really any of the other Canadian wrestlers got, got that big of a reaction as Kevin. Like, even Natalia didn't get that big of a reaction. No. And she came in with a Canadian flag, I do believe. Oh, yeah, she did. So, it's like, even she, she mean, didn't get that big of... No. And her family is wrestling in Canada. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, it was that was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that Kevin owens Shame at Man match was even extra dumb because then Elias came out as a, a enforcer. Uh, yeah. Which is like, uh, Elias already had his moment during this pay-per-view. He got yeah. speared by Edge. That's enough. I'm I'm good. He got speared. That's <laughs> right. enough Elias. Yeah, that's enough Elias for one night. But, I mean, it was a good match. It was entertaining. Yeah. There's storytelling. Elias tries to tempt Kevin Owens with a chair mm-hmm. at one point. And it's funny when, you know, Shane accidentally hit Elias instead of Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Elias interferes in more by pulling the ref out of the ring. But eventually, like, Kevin does attack Elias with a chair because <laughs> he accidentally hit 
I mean, I mean, he intentionally hit Elias, I'm sure, but he yeah. accidentally hit the actual ref. Right. So then he, like, attacks Elias with a chair, and the best, best part was when he low-blowed Shane McMahon, <laughs> and it's just like, you deserve yes. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of storytelling with that match, so that one I was okay with. Yeah. I wasn't too upset with that match. No. No. And the Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus match was interesting. It was pretty obvious why they chose Charlotte because they needed a really good heel. And mm-hmm. when it comes to the women's roster, you don't get a better heel with a name than Charlotte Flair. No. And Charlotte Flair sold that match so well. Oh, yeah. Yep, just watching it, I was like, yep, it had to be Charlotte. It had to be. Because yeah. apparently. Trish Stratus is from Toronto, so <laughs> it was definitely hometown advantage for her. Yeah. Even though it's, I get well, I guess she wrestled, she wrestled at Evolution, and then they had a mat, like a tag team match, didn't they, like a week or two before? Mm-hmm. So, it's been a while since she's full-time wrestled. Yeah. So, she definitely needed that home field advantage, and... Yeah, and she definitely needed Charlotte to make it look good. Yeah. Yeah. Because Charlotte is a pro. Yeah. Just watching that match, just me like, yep, Charlotte's the best. <laughs> yep. Charlotte is the best Charlotte number one. <laughs> Sorry, Lana. <laughs> but you haven't been on TV yeah. a while, and I know that's not your fault. No. But Charlotte is the best Charlotte number one. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Charlotte, just every time I watch her, I get more and more impressed. Mm-hmm. She's just... She's the queen. She's the queen. And... She managed to figure eight in on Trish after Trish tried to do a figure eight to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. But when she did it, it just, I don't know. It didn't look like, it didn't look right. I don't know. No, it didn't. Nobody does it like Charlotte. No. People try. Like the Miz has started doing like some modification of <laughs> yeah. the figure eight, and which is really confusing. Yeah. It's like, has he been training with Charlotte? I don't, I'm confused why he's all of a sudden doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. maybe. Yeah. You never know. But nobody does it like Charlotte because she's a flare. <laughs> yep. And so Trish taps and Charlotte wins. So she's officially the queen of all eras, which we already, I already knew. Nobody had to tell me. No, there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. But the crowd was sweet. They said, thank you, Trish, as she was leaving. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of effort to get back in the ring after a couple of years. Yeah. So... That was impressive that she actually got out there and did that. Yes, it was. Ooh, but another highlight from that night. Can I just say, I want to be Kofi Kingston's child. Like, that (laughs) kid is the best. He stared down Randy Orton, and he was not afraid. (laughs) No, he wasn't. He was giving Randy Orton the stink eye. Yes, he was. I'm just like, this kid knows no fear. I want to be that kid. Yeah. They're like... It was so it was so funny, like the commentators were like, Oh my gosh, look at him like threatening his family. There's you know, like how could he do I was like, Are they watching the same thing I'm watching? Yeah, that kid, kid is threatening Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton's trying not to die laughing. Because <laughs> it's like this what, probably seven maybe 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 seven year old like staring him down <laughs> and like at him. It's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like 
are we watching the same thing? Because that kid is bringing it and he ain't taking nothing from the Viper. No. That kid is the Viper. (laughs) That kid is the Apex Predator. (laughs) I want that kid on my team. That was, that was just so good. I was just like, oh my gosh. And like after the match, like Kofi like beats Randy Orton up with a kendo stick. And Mm. they're like, well, of course he did. He scared Kofi's kids and family. I'm like, that kid wasn't scared. That kid no. was scaring Randy Orton. What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. So they should have changed their dialogue because that kid was like yeah. fearless and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. But definitely the biggest match of the night, I would say, mm. was Finn Balor versus The Fiend. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that character cannot be on broadcast television. No. That lantern. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. No. I'm still not prepared for that. And I've watched it. That was just too much. Yeah. It was too far and unnecessary. But also, Bray Wyatt's probably one of their best storytelling wrestlers with their gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, half the people out there are like, Oh, look at me. I got a cool leather jacket. That's my gimmick. It's like, that's not a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, look at me. No flips, just fists. It's like, that's a little more of a gimmick, but not really. <laughs> and then you get freaking Bray Wyatt coming out as the fiend. And he's like, during the match, he's like doing weird things, trying to take his mask off. Like he's having a inner turmoil conflict going on <laughs> in the middle of the match. And I'm like... That's a gimmick. That is storytelling. That is wrestling. Yes. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what is even going on? Yes. So good. That's the magic of the one true sport. Yes. <laughs> That's why I love wrestling. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons well, why I hey, love wrestling. One of the many reasons. One of the many reasons why I love wrestling. And yeah, that was, I don't know where they're going to go from here. I mean, I'm hope. Hoping when Finn comes back, it'll eventually end in a demon versus the fiend. Yeah. Oh, it it has to. It has to. It has to. If they have any sense of... If Vince McMahon has any sense of storytelling left in his body... Oh, he doesn't, though. Or... It won't come from him. mm -hmm. (laughs) At least we got to see a glimpse of storytelling in this match. Because, like, on top of that, of... Bray Wyatt fiend inner turmoil thing going on. Like, we got Finn coming out in all white, like a little angel. Yeah. Then here comes the fiend. <laughs> so it's like even better, even more storytelling. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, the crowd is like losing their mind. <laughs> They're like, yeah. to paraphrase, holy poop. <laughs> there was some chance of that going on, and yowie wowie, and <laughs> of course, to culminate, that was awesome at the end because then he just yeah. he disappeared. Yeah, he didn't even fully exit. He just disappeared yeah, after. Just... What do they call it? The mandible claw. Yeah, is that what they called it? I think. Mm-hmm. So he was able to make fully as mankind's move. Move. So he was able to pin Finn with that. Cause I think the past times the fiend did that, like the person like passed out. Well, it wasn't a match because he did it. He did it to Mick Foley. I know, yeah, that's when he did. It, the yeah, first, uh, to Mick Foley. And then he did it to Finn for a pin and a win, and then he disappeared into the darkness. Yeah. 
I think at one point in the match, he even, like, tried to take off his gloves, too. I don't remember that. I, I can't remember. Yeah. To, but it's just like, tell yeah. me more. I want more. Like, <laughs> I want less, and I want more at the same time. Because there's storytelling going on, and I want story. Yeah. It's deep, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, obviously, I did not like that Finn lost, but I was in, I was prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. I was anticipating it because it was Bray Wyatt's return. Yeah. So, obviously, that was like the biggest story of the night. Yeah. And then we get to the dumbest story of the night, mm. the Universal Championship match. <laughs> yeah, which... Just for some reason, with the Universal Championship, it cannot be, it seems. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, fortunately, it was more of a match than normal Yeah. between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. It was actually kind of a match. Like, Brock Lesnar was actually kind of wrestling. Yeah. And the last time he did that was against Finn. Finn at, yeah. Was it Royal Rumble? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, I'm actually a little impressed. He's actually trying. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rollins didn't cheat this time no. to beat him. He won, even after having hurt ribs. Yeah. So, I will give Seth Rollins that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, just really good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, disappointing results for most of the matches. Yeah, for the most part. Letdowns. Oh, there were yeah. some letdowns. Yeah, for sure. It being SummerSlam, there should have been more title changes. Yeah. To be the biggest party of the summer wasn't much of a party. No. There's got to be upsets. Yeah. And there were and not had, any upsets no. that people weren't expecting. Yeah. And you had a few prime ones that he could have capitalized on. Yeah. Natalia. I think that was the big one. Like. Yeah, and that's how they started the night. Well... Started the pay per view part right. at least, and it's like I know, I don't after know, that, she's like perfect. Like, like she's back in Canada. She's like I don't know. Has the superior submission hold? Right. She is. Yeah, the superior submission. Just like it should have been a no brainer. It's like oh yeah, we just had yeah. And then you started a bigger feud between them. And then, I don't know. Was, yeah. One that would actually make sense than the one they concocted. <laughs> right. Really quickly. Exactly. So, yeah. But that makes sense, and that's why I did that. <laughs> True. <laughs> but enough about what we think about the pay-per-view. It's time to hear what you think. Because it's time to smack down your vote. As always, thank you so much, John Cena. <laughs> so, like with all the WWE pay-per-views, we like to post polls on Twitter and see what other people thought about the pay-per-view, and I think we managed to have just three polls this time because there weren't there weren't as many matches as there are in some pay-per-views mm-hmm. i think it actually ended at 9 30 yeah which is kind did. of early that's for like SummerSlam, yeah. one of their big ones but that's okay because you know people got work in the morning i'm yeah. fine with that <laughs> right yeah so our first poll was oni lorkin versus drew gulak Apollo Crews versus Buddy Murphy, Women's Tag Championship, and Becky Lynch versus Natalia. And the winner of that poll was the Women's Tag Team Championship, which I get. That was a good, decent match. Mm-hmm. And they won at 60%. And then 
Becky Lynch versus Natalia was at 20%. Oni Lorcan versus Drew Gulak was at 20%. And then Paul Cruz versus Buddy Murphy was at 0%. Which I suppose probably because that one got interrupted. Yeah. Because really those two wrestlers are very good. Yeah. Our second poll was Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Ember Moon versus Bailey, And then Owens versus Shane McMahon. And the winner of that poll was AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Obviously, because that mm. match was wrestling. <laughs> yes. And they won at 57%. And then we kind of basically had a three-way tie for a second. Mm-hmm. Owens versus Shane McMahon was at 15%. Ember Moon versus Bailey, 14%. And Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg at 14%. And then the final poll was Charlotte versus Trish Stratus, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, Finn Balor versus The Fiend, and Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. And definitely not surprising, just because of the (laughs) shock factor and the return, was Finn Balor versus The Fiend at 58%. Mm -hmm. And then Lesnar versus Seth Rollins at 42%. And Charlotte versus Trish Stratus and Kobe Kingston versus Randy Orton, both at 0%, mm. which I'm surprised about those two. Yeah. I don't know why Lesnar versus Seth Rollins came in at 42%. No. Maybe because Brock Lesnar actually wrestled. Yeah. Maybe that's why it came in that high. And I mean, people do like Seth, so... Yeah, it's like, I do, but I don't. It's a weird... I have mixed emotions about him. Oh, yeah. It's like... Mm-hmm. He's he's decent, but they just use him too much. Yeah. And shove him down our throats way too yeah. much. Which we'll definitely get into when we talk about Raw because... He gets... Oh my gosh. Raw was just disgusting. <laughs> with Seth Rollins. Yeah. But anyways, again, me inserting myself when it's supposed to be about what y'all think... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Again, thank you so much for voting. We do we do actually love seeing what other people think despite me going on my tangents. We do like to see what other people think about the pay-per-views. So thank you so much for voting. Yes, thank you. And now that we've talked about the pay-per-view, I guess we'll we'll quickly talk about Raw and SmackDown. There wasn't too much going on on both of those mm-hmm. so we'll just hit the highlights so i guess we'll start with raw since it was first of course we start the night with seth rollins because he's the new universal champion mm-hmm. and at some point i think they said that brock lesnar for some reason no longer gets any rematches yeah which is totally absurd <laughs> right we all know that's not true yeah brock lesnar gets all the chances he wants. Mm-hmm. But then AJ Styles comes out and, you know, congratulates Seth. And, of course, he's joined by his good brothers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Let's have a match. Let's wrestle tonight. It's like, okay, cool. That'll be a good match. You know, AJ Styles involved. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's like smack talking Seth or whatever because now he's a heel. Yeah. Which, now I'm thinking about it, it's... No, it's not very similar. It's the exact same scenario after WrestleMania when Seth won the 
Universal Championship and Kofi won the WWE Championship and Kofi came out and challenged Seth to mm-hmm. both belts literally the night after WrestleMania <laughs> saying like he liked Becky's two belts so Kofi won two belts too. Yeah. So it was pretty much the same exact thing except it was not for either of the championship titles. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, that's not very unique storytelling. No. Anyways. And let's see, other big stories. Elias tries to perform. He's like, you know what? Every, every, I finally realized that every time I try to perform, I get interrupted. It's like, you just now realize this? (laughs) How many years has this been happening? You're just now realizing? Mm -hmm. Anyways. And so eventually Ricochet comes out and interrupts. And he's like, what did he say? People don't interrupt you because they want to be rude or whatever. They interrupt you because you're bad or something. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's... I mean, he's not terrible, but he's not great. Yeah. He can play a few songs on the guitar. And then, of course, they wrestle. And that match ends controversially because Elias wasn't actually pinned when he got... When the ref counted to three. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that might turn into something down the road. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, other big stories. Andrade beat Rey Mysterio and 203 balls match and mm-hmm. Ray was kind of speaking incoherently afterwards kept saying I have to support my family should I even be doing this I have to support my family my family it's like whoa whoa you lost I guess technically two weeks in a row but it's like you're Ray Mysterio yeah like, what are you talking about don't be joking about leaving yeah Ooh. and then there was a super good match between Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander mm. that was a really good match unfortunately Cedric Alexander lost but it was a really good match yeah and then crazy fun 24-7 title stuff R-Truth interrupts a revival versus I think Lucha House Party match and the revival both pin R-Truth and so they're the first co-24-7 champions mm-hmm. but then they immediately well, not exactly immediately lose it, but they then lose it to our truth who I think now is up to 13, 12 or 13 time champ, 24-7 champion. Mm-hmm. So he's about to beat Ric Flair. <laughs> and then, ugh, dumb Elias pins our truth after that. So now Elias is 24-7 champion again, which I don't even know how our truth got the title back. I somehow no. missed that because what was her mm-hmm. name Maria Canellis? She had it and she's pregnant. So I don't know how R Truth got it from her. I yeah. somehow missed that and I don't know how. But now Elias has it, so Elias is gonna ruin it. Like he ruins everything. Yeah. But the biggest story of the night, the biggest, was Sasha Banks came back. Mm-hmm. And but then with blue hair. Yeah, blue hair. She had a fake purple wig on, which I could kind of tell. It was, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that looks really bad. I hope that's not her real hair, which it wasn't, thankfully. Yeah. But it was, like, really awkward because she interrupts Natalia mm-hmm. while Natalia is trying to do a heartfelt speech about her father because it's been a year now since her father died. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Banks interrupts that and comes out. And they, like, hug a little in the ring, and 
Natalia's wearing an arm brace or slings, excuse me. She's wearing a sling. And I just imagine in my head, Sasha Banks being like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. And then she attacks Natalia and pulls off her wig and it's, her hair's blue. And so, yeah, Sasha Banks back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raw after SummerSlam. And then, and then for some reason, Becky comes out to try to help Natalia. Yeah. Because earlier in that night, they, like, talked to Becky, and she's like, okay, Natalia, you paid your debts. Like, we're good now. But now mm-hmm. I'm coming for all the rest of you women. And it's like, what? Because I think I remember vaguely something about she's collecting debts from everybody, but that's been a while ago that she said that. Yeah. And now she's bringing it back up. I'm just like, what are you talking about now? <laughs> First of all, what debts did Natalia even owe you? Yeah. And now I'm just like, I don't even know. So, and then, of course, after Becky, for some reason, came out to help Natalia, Sasha started attacking Becky. I think she got a chair out. Yeah, she got a chair. And there's some chair beating now. Yeah. And, yeah, so Sasha Banks back. Yeah. Big news. Big, big news, because she's been gone since WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, what was that, four months? That's Roughly. Quite a while, yes. So, I don't know what they're going to do with her. I mean, obviously, now she's the next person going up against Becky, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I would like to see a four-horsewoman storyline. Yeah. Someday. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Probably be like my Bullet Club thing. It'll never happen. <laughs> right. But, well, the only difference being Bullet Club's not... Or Four Horsemen isn't a part of another promotion that they can't use. So That's true. But one can dream about the Four Horsewomen thing. It is going to be... It is a mode in the game you can play through their their Four Horsewomen story in the new W2K20. So that may not mean anything, but... One can dream. It's obviously on somebody's mind at WWE. Yeah. So one can hope... Mm-hmm. And then we had another women's tag team championship match mm-hmm. between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, which I still wish they would find somehow find a better name. Yeah. Because it doesn't totally fit both of their gimmicks. No. Because they mm-hmm. they still both have their unique gimmicks. Like they haven't really become yeah. like no. aesthetic wise, they haven't become a tag team. And uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Hope they don't ever. Oh no, I don't want either of them to lose their yes. gimmicks. Yeah, they're both really great gimmicks. They both have perfect gimmicks. Empress of Tomorrow and the Pirate Princess. Yes, can't go wrong. No. But yeah, Alexa and Nikki managed to beat probably two of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. No offense to Alexa and Nikki, but I mean it's Oscar. Right. And Kyrie Sane. Yeah. So, yep, Lexa and Nikki still champions there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the big main event, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles with the Good Brothers outside the ring, which, of course, interfered at one point. So Seth Rollins technically won. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Ricochet came out to help Seth Rollins. And then the biggest surprise of the night... Well, sorry, excuse me. Second biggest, because Sasha Banks was obviously the biggest. Yeah. Second biggest surprise of the night, Braun Strowman came out and helped, helped Seth Rollins. 
Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, no. Monster Club. <laughs> I want Monster Club. He should have joined the club. Yes, he should have. That would have been way better. Yes, it would have been way better. But anyways, instead, we got him helping Seth Rollins instead of going after the Universal title like he should. And he did last year. So I don't know what's different about this year. No, yeah. And then apparently Braun Strowman and AJ Styles are going to have a title match this upcoming week on Raw. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, just that whole Raw was just Seth Rollins love fest because I think at one point they interviewed Steve Austin because he's got a new show on USA Network, and they're like, but it wasn't about his show. It was, please tell us how impressed you were with Seth Rollins last night, like yeah. why his win was so amazing. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's like who cares? Like he won. Gross. Like right. stop. That's what bothers me the most. Like, stop shoving him down my throat. Just, if I like him, I'll fi- I like him. If I don't, I don't. Don't push it. Like, yeah. don't over push it. Like, I get pushing people, but don't over push them. Yeah. He's been pushed enough. He's he's pushed. He's there. He's right. over. He is over. Right. He's over. He is over. We get it. Let's get somebody yeah. else over. We're over him being over. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're over his over. <laughs> And instead, they totally ignored the biggest story from SummerSlam, The Fiend. Yeah. There was no Fiend all week on Raw or SmackDown. There's no Finn Balor on Raw or SmackDown. No mention of Finn or The Fiend whatsoever. So it's like, what? That that was the biggest, that was the big story from SummerSlam. And you just act like it didn't happen. Yeah. So confused. Yeah. So confused by that. Don't know what's going on there. I mean, I get not talking about Finn if he is, in fact, going on a vacation. I get that. But not talking about the Fiend? Like, you built up this return for months, and then he returns, and then you're just like, okay. But the Seth Rollins guy, though, right? I mean, this guy, come on. It's like, we no, we know Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about this guy over here that's carrying a lantern that looks like his face. <laughs> right. What's going on with that guy? Yeah, exactly. But enough about Raw. Let's move on to SmackDown, which started with Shane McMahon finding Kevin Owens a hundred grand for <laughs> for hitting an official at SummerSlam. The official was Elias. That shouldn't count. It's Elias. Everybody hits Elias. Yeah. Edge didn't get fined for spearing Elias. But I guess he wasn't an official then. But anyways. So that was like the whole beginning of SmackDown. I think at some point Kevin Owens like broke a TV because he was mad, which I don't blame him for being mad. No. He's got family to feed. He can't afford to be playing, paying no hundred grand. No. So I guess they're still doing their feud, which I'm still mad that The Miz didn't get satisfaction with yeah. his feud with Shane Man. Yeah. Still upset about that. I will not forget. They think I'll forget. No. I will not forget. Never. Oh, but then the first match of the night was Charlotte Flair versus Ember Moon. And again, that was an amazing match. Both those Mm. women, so good. Yeah. So good. But Charlotte managed to beat Ember Moon. But yeah, so good. And then 
the whole weird Roman Reigns stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. First, I thought maybe maybe he's not medically cleared, so that's why because he didn't wrestle for like two weeks, roughly. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was thinking maybe he's not medically cleared and that's why he's not wrestling. I don't know. Maybe. But like all this weird ever since he came back, they've been doing such weird stuff with Roman Reigns Maybe. that I just don't understand. I don't get. But he wrestled Tuesday night against mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy because Buddy Murphy either lied to Roman or I don't know. No. But that was a real that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And Roman was able to beat Buddy Murphy. But then poor Buddy Murphy got attacked by Rowan and Daniel <laughs> Bryan. And by Rowan and Daniel Bryan, I mean Rowan in the locker room after that. I'm like, ooh, I tell you, these people don't get paid enough. He was no. getting flung everywhere across that locker room. Yeah. They just don't get paid enough. No. And Daniel Brown was being super weird. He's like, why did you lie, buddy? Why did you lie? And it sounds so weird when he says buddy because, I don't know. Yeah. It slightly makes me think of Buddy the Elf from Elf. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. But it's like, why would you lie, buddy? Huh? Why did you lie? <laughs> it's like, you should apologize for lying, buddy. Apologize, buddy. Apologize. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eventually... <laughs> And it's just like, well, there's like some weird mess going on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was just talking really weird. Yeah. And I was like, is he drunk? I don't, I can't understand. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just, I wish Daniel Bryan would get back to wrestling. Stop being weird, threatening people, and just get back to wrestling. Yes. Please. And then it's, I guess, punishment. Samoa Joe wrestled Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, again, Elias was a guest official, or excuse me, special guest outside enforcer. Let me get the terminology correct. Please. And then, of course, obviously, Smojo beat Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. So, boo. And then the main event of the night was I think it was originally just supposed to be a tag team match between the Revival and Xavier Woods and Big E. But then Randy Orton's like, we're not finished, which, like, I'm pretty sure Kofi said they weren't finished before that (laughs) anyways, because it didn't end. It wasn't a proper ending to a match at SummerSlam. And so Randy's like, well, why don't you get in there? We'll have us a six-man tag team match. And so they did. And that was a really good match because they're all really good wrestlers. But the end of it was just... RKO's everywhere <laughs> multiple times mm-hmm. poor New Day <laughs> they never saw it coming no <laughs> cause it's an RKO and you can never see them coming cause no. they come out of nowhere always always but then after that surplus of RKO's we see Roman going into the locker room to talk to Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Daniel Bryan's like, you should apologize to us because we didn't do it, you know, whatever. And, Ro- and of course, Roman's just staring at them. He's like, I ain't apologizing. And there, and Daniel Bryan's like, well, you know what? We did some investigating of our own, and we know who who attacked you, and we'll tell you next week. And it's like, oh, are you kidding me right now? Just tell me because all this is dumb. 
<laughs> Let's just get it over with. Let's just get it over with. Stop driving forklifts and other heavy machine. Ooh, heavy machinery. Whoa. Ooh. At Roman Reigns. What? What if it was? I mean, a forklift? A vehicle? I would consider those heavy machinery. What a turn would that be, though? <laughs> That'd be quite the turn. What a turn. I hope it's not true. Uh, I mean, obviously it's not true, but that would be that would be mind blowing for everyone involved if it was heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah. but it's not because they're too amazing. They're too magical with that caterpillar. Yeah, magical people can't be heels. <laughs> no, that's just a rule of wrestling. Magical people can't be heels. Yeah. So yeah, that was enough SmackDown. Still don't know who hurt Roman. Or attempted to hurt Roman. And we may never. And we may never know. Honestly, I just want it to end. Yes, please. (laughs) Well, that sound means it's time for our... Wrestling Word of the Week. And this week's Wrestling Word of the Week is Impromptu Match. A match that takes place specifically on pay-per-views that was not announced on the card before the event. Which, like we said earlier, there were a couple... There were impromptu. Mm-hmm. Apollo versus Buddy Murphy match was impromptu. Mm-hmm. That women's tag team title match with Alexa and Nikki versus the Iconics was impromptu. Which, sometimes that's fun. Sometimes it's confusing. Uh, yeah. But I enjoyed the impromptu women's tag title match because I love the Iconics. So, anytime we get to see more of them, I'm okay with it. Because... Even though they've been the longest reigning women's tag team title holders, mm-hmm. we haven't got to see them that much on TV. No. Which is super unfortunate because they are very good and very fun. So, yeah, this week's word impromptu match. Impromptu match. I guess that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to On the Road 2. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, our latest episodes on SoundCloud. Please like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tell your friends and family. You can follow us on Twitter at OTRT Podcast, where you can see all our wrestling word of the weeks, even the ones that aren't mentioned on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then vote on our Twitter polls after pay-per-views. You can also email us at ontheroadtopodcast at gmail.com. Am I forgetting anything else? Nope. That's it. Yay. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. One year. One year. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe we've been doing this a year now. Uh, No. Where did the time go? I can't believe it's been a year. Yeah. A whole year. I mean, well, technically hasn't quite been a year yet because I think this year SummerSlam was like a week earlier. I think so. So, we're still not technically at a year yet, but I'm counting it. Well, yep. Close enough for when we're recording the podcast. Yes. If you've been listening from the beginning, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're awesome. I can't believe you've sat through (laughs) so many hours of us rambling about wrestling, but we appreciate you so much. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're iconic. You're phenomenal. (laughs) All the wonderful things. (laughs) And if you haven't been listening to the whole time, but you're listening now, you're also all those amazing, wonderful things. We thank you so much. And we hope to keep doing this 
in the future. Yes, you do. (laughs) And again, for the millionth time, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the road to Clash of Champions.